This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and April 1st, 2024. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, 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 welcome back to the Dishonomics podcast, episode 126. Speaking of episodes, last week's 125, regarding Black History Month, I took the path of picking out some key historical figures, whether it be United Kingdom, the States, or Africa, wherever, who have been involved in some monumental things that have shaped history, some of them being the first in their fields to do certain things. It's not everyday struggle pull when it comes to celebrating black history. So make sure you check that episode out. Very short and sweet. Gives you a little bit of information and you'll be on your way. Okay, this week, kind of related, should I say. And it's quite, um, it's not quite economic. It always a bit economic. It's an opinion that I've held for a very long period of time. And I tend to rant about it every now and then. Certain things bring it up, so... I was on a great, great, great um, talk show in Shoreditch Box Park. Shout out my my G Monica Lee. So this topic kind of came up on um, Talks with Monica Lee. Make sure you follow that. She has a great podcast as well. And a couple of discussions I've had with friends or just randomly online with just decent people on social media. I had this debate. I disagree with some of my closest of friends. So it's not I wouldn't say it's a very popular position, but I don't understand how people could argue against it. And this is regarding the chastising, the demonization, and just the straight shock at some people who basically, who basically, people who do not support the more liberal left-leaning parties. And it's got to a point where, always been at this point for a long time, where it is virtually seen as anti-black and a crime against your blackness, whatever that means, if you happen to vote for, if it's in the United Kingdom, so that's Conservative Party, if it's in the States, that is the Republican Party. Now, for context, every time I speak about this, people just like to assume that I'm conservative because I will critique labor views and because I'm, I work in finance, I study economics, so it's just, oh, yeah, you started making money and you forgot your roots or you don't care about where you came from. Even that whole narrative, like, what? Where did I come from? How do you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I could have been in one of the most well-off families for generations. Like, how do you know? It's, even that in itself is a bit insulting. Like, what are you talking Turn my back on who? Like, okay, so I've now voted for Labour. Now, how is my back now facing them? I'm not facing them anymore? I don't get it. Anyway. There's been three elections that I've participated in and one referendum. So I participated in the 2010 general election when, um, what's his face, Cameron won. I voted for Labour then. I think it was Mr Miliband. I voted in 20... When was the next one? 
uh, it was like 2015 or some something along those lines. One of 2015, 2014, 2015, I voted for Labour again. Or t- it was 2020 even Miliband, I can't remember. But I know I voted for Labour in the one after that. And the 2017 general election with, what's his name, with my man, Corbyn and Theresa May, I actually voted Lib Dems. And so, and for, what's that thing called? Old referendum in 2016, I voted to remain. Those who listen to my podcast know my reasons for all those votes. Cool. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, just a quick disclaimer. So people try to use that as a, what's it called? A rebuttal to my point. So you can't say I'm a conservative. You can't say I'm backing people that I vote for. You can't say that. So you have to take my arguments head on. You can't run away from them. Cool. So it'll make sense for listeners who may not be as aware of this because it's not the most exciting of things. It tends to be two overarching um, philosophies in terms of politics and economics, etc. So you've got conservatism, which is on the right side of the political spectrum, and you've got liberalism, which is on the left side of the political spectrum. So liberalism, let's start with that, is a, a political and moral philosophy based on liberty, consent, consent of government, and equality before law. Liberals expose a wide array of views depending on their understanding of these principles, but they generally support limited government, individual rights, including civil rights and human rights, capitalism, free markets, democracy, secularism, gender equality, racial equality, internationalism, freedom of speech, freedom of press and freedom of religion. So those are pretty noble things for the most part. Conservatism is a political and social philosophy promoting traditional social institutions in the context of culture and civilization. The central tenets of conservatism include tradition, organic society, hierarchy, authority, and property rights. Conservatives seek to preserve a range of institutions such as religion, parliamentary government, and property rights within the aim of emphasizing social stability and continuity. So, those are two opposing ways of viewing the world, essentially. My issue with this whole debate is that when you break down liberalism and conservatism, I'm not going to break it down in depth because I don't want to bore you people to death. And it's probably better if I have a guest from either side so you can kind of, we can kind of really discuss it and bounce the ideas of each other on rather than me dictating and talking to the listeners. These political theories, essentially are also compartmentalised or fragmented, shall I say, where you can there could be two two different types of conservatives, two different types of liberals, and they can have pretty significant differences in how they view the world. So let me let's start off with liberalism. So there's there's different types of of like um, liberals. You can say you can say there's, for example, you've got the classical or modern type type liberals yeah you've got and then if you look at from the more economic side you've got Keynesian Keynesian um, liberals you've got Adam Smith and them and there so if you look at Adam Smith and you're talking about his um, liberal economic theory he simply wrote as long as there's supply demand prices competitions we're left free government we're left of free government regulation the pursuit of material self-interest rather than altruism would maximise wealth in society and I kind of have that view to a certain extent when it comes to economics. Like, we are driven by self-interest, all that type of stuff. You've got Keynesian. Then you've also got, like, more liberal feminist theory. 
This basically focuses on women's ability to maintain their equality through their own actions and choices. Liberal feminists hope to eradicate all barriers to gender equality, claiming that the continued existence of such barriers eviscerates the individual rights and freedoms ostensibly um, guaranteed by liberal social order. So yeah, basically, like, nah, we need to remove all these barriers because we can't be equal. You got social liberal theory, which is like one of the first things that had a, a critique of early capitalism and laissez-faire economics. You got people like J.S. Mill, Karl Marx, that kind of took on this type of theory. And you got the anarcho-capitalist theory. So capital, uh, classic liberals, they advocate for free trade. Um, anarcho-capitalism goes one step further with law enforcement and courts being provided by private companies. So you've got all these different types of liberals. And then on the conservative side, which is what I want to focus on more, you've got all different types of conservatives. So you have liberal conservatism, which is the classic liberal of minimal government intervention. So we don't want the government to get too involved. In fact, very limited involvement in every day-to-day lives, and in, especially in the economy. Individuals should be free to participate in the market and generate wealth without government interference. Cool. You get conservative liberalism, which is a variant of liberalism that combines liberal values and policies with conservative stances. You've also got liberal libertarian conservatism, not to be confused with conservative liberalism. Libertarian conservatism describes certain political ideologies most prompt, like basically in the United States, where you've got constitutionalism, you've got social constitution, you've got small government conservatism, and Christian libertarianism. Yeah? Bible Belt and their man there. You've got fiscal conservatism. This is where there's prudence and government spending, not getting into too much debt and them things there. You've got national and traditional conservatism. This is more used to describe places where, and people's beliefs where there's, yeah, we've got our standard conservatism, but we want to uphold culture and ethnic identity. While not being outspoken, outspokenly nationalist or supporting far-right approach, they tend to be more Eurosceptic. You've got culture and social conservatisms, conservatism. And this supports a preservation on, of an heritage of one nation or shared culture. You've got religious conservatism, so you look at the Bible Belt in America. And then what we tend to see, and, and this is what from what I see, looking at people's tweets, their articles they write, their podcasts, or just general discussions in everyday life, authoritarian conservatism, I believe, is what people tend to view conservatism as a whole. This refers to an autocratic regime that centred the ideology around conservatism, nationalism, rather than ethnic nationalism. Though certain racial components such as anti-Semitism may exist. So so conservative or extremist movements tend to um, arise from more authoritarian conservatism. And this is why I believe um, maybe many black people who take the stance that I spoke about at the top of my podcast where how can you be a conservative? How can you vote for Republican? Because they believe that you support these views. And these views tend to lead to stuff like Jim Crow, tend to lead to stuff like anti-Semitism, Tends to lead to stuff like homophobia, transphobia, sexism, xenophobia. 
white supremacy, all them type of things there. You see it? And I understand that. What I don't understand is the assumption that got you there. How the hell do we get here? As I've just detailed, you could be a libertarian, uh, you could be a liberal, you could be a conservative, but there could be very, very different reasons why you're as such. First things first. What has been a liberal? Oh, by the way, let me state I'm not a liberal, nor am I conservative. I know in a political spectrum, I don't believe in political spectrums. I think it's all cap, big cap. Because my views are very situational. So when you're asking me about the environment, or when you're asking me about economics, when you're asking me about foreign policy, when you're asking me about healthcare, when you're asking me about welfare, I may have a view, because I look at it as it is, and I think what's the logical or rational best view, and then I form my opinion based on that, and I try to use evidence to back up my opinion. My view on the economy can mirror the Lib Dems, but my view on the environment can mirror Green Party. Well, my view on defence can mirror the Labour Party, and it could also mirror the Labour Party in welfare. But at the same time, my view on education can mirror the Conservatives. I think it's insane that you can have one overarching view and it, every little fragmented part of reality and society as we know it, that view covers it all. That make, don't make sense to me. But cool, back to discussion. What has been a liberal done for black people? Kanye raised his point, and by no means I am endorsing Kanye's message. I endorse the message of myself only. <laughs> he was waffling a lot with his interview with Big Boy. But some of the points he raised was like was right. Okay, so what what have the Democrats done for black people? What has the Labour Party done for black people? I want you to because people seem to want to assume why these people vote conservative. Let's use the UK for example. Why the hell do you vote Labour? Tell me that. If you're accusing and demeaning and disregarding people for black people for voting conservative, I want to know what you have read, listened to, studied that has the Labour Party as a significantly better option. And if it is based on identity, based on the fact that conservatives have reputation for racism, let me tell you, so do Labour. Is it as bad as the Tory party? No. But guess what? 10 murders is worse than 3 murders. But guess what? 3 murders is still reprehensible. So what are we doing here? We had... Oh, I forgot the lady's name. In fact, let me just grab my phone and find it. Because she's a useless non-entity. But let me just grab it. Just for a young bit of context. Yeah? Okay. Where's this video? Uh... So we have a... Um, oh, I can't even get her name. We have a Labour MP who essentially referred to black people as that funny colour. No bants. No bants. In 2014, there was an immigration act, yeah? And this is the act that was a catalyst for the fiasco, the tragedy that is Windrush where people from the Caribbean who were invited by this nation to help rebuild the country and were offered 
passports that have been in this country since then and probably don't even have an up-to-date passport because they're old people, they're not trying to travel and they were being illegally, illegally deported, yeah? This Labour at that time had about 260-something seats, if I can remember off the top of my head. I should have the facts on figures, but this was 2014 times, yeah? Only six MPs, six Labour MPs voted against this bill. Six. Six. Six out of 260 at least. These are the names. Diane Abbott, Kelvin Hopkins, John McDonald, Fiona McTaggart, Dennis Skinner and Jeremy Corbyn. Six. Six, fam. Six God. Six. Only six Labour MPs, the party that gets almost 90% of the Black Caribbean vote in 2017. Almost 80-something percent of the Black African votes in 2017. About 80% of ethnic minority votes. Virtually 65% of young people votes. This is the party that only six of them stood up against this bill. How many Labour MPs have a significant portion of their constituents as black people? These people do not deserve undivided loyalty. I'm not saying don't vote for Labour. This is, my, this is my personal view when it comes to voting. And I don't see why anyone can argue against this because you don't have any rational drawbacks. Voting, every individual is different on this earth. We all have different goals. We all have different aspirations. We have different targets. We have different views on life. So naturally, what um, motivates us to vote will be different. Some people may vote on the status of the family. Okay, cool. What is in the best interest of my family? Some people might vote on the individual basis. What is in my best interest as an individual? Some people be like, okay, community. What is best for my community? And community could be your local constituency. It could be your faith. It could be your, it could be your ethnic identity. So what's best for the Polish people? What's best for the Caribbean people? What's best for black people? What's best for Asian people? What's best for the LGBTQ plus society? What is best, do you know what I mean? What is best for the people of Harrow? Community. Some people vote purely on what's best for the economy. Some people vote, what's best for welfare? What's best for the educational system? Some people just have a... My view is more of a overarching, I'm looking at everything, and it's not like... I don't vote in my best interest. I vote, okay, what's best for the economy? What's best for the educational sector? Who's got the best policies with foreign policy? Foreign policy is something I pay a lot of attention to. So economy, foreign policy, crime as well. I look at crime as well. Like who got, who, who, what? The only thing I don't really look at in mad details is environment. And that's simply because of ignorance. I don't know enough about the environment. So I, environmental policies, I kind of, I, could, I just leave it because I don't really know enough. But I tend to look at what's in the best interest of the people as a whole. Cool. For me, conservatives, love and love and austerity and austerity is terrible and austerity does not help nobody and i'll never vote for a party that backs austerity 
Plus, they're pagans, a lot of anti-blackness going on, a lot of xenop... They were one of the key pushers of xenophobia. I can't support that party. That's me personally. Cool. So, who are you? What information do you have to assume that somebody is voting based on one of those things, unless they have come out and say it? And if they have come out and said, yeah, this is why I'm voting, why... How dare you demonise them for that? Is it not rational to vote in line with what you believe and feel? Doesn't make sense. And the, the, the irony of it is that, and I'm, I can only speak from my experience, so this is my own mini case study, and by no means I have enough evidence to scale it out outwards. But when I speak to black people who've, who have voted conservative, and if I compare percentage-wise in terms of the level of information and, and how much potential they pay to politics, economics, and just current affairs compared to the black people that vote Labour, it's night and day. They probably have, from what I've seen, they have had more evidence, I mean, more studying and thought going to their vote than other people. They just direct debit at the thing. oh, yeah, um, Labour, yeah, they're for the people and Conservatives, they're just for the rich people. Da, 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 da. There's some truth to that. Oh, they don't like black people. Yeah, some truth to that. But it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why on earth, what has this party done to get our undivided loyalty? And why on earth is anything ever going to change in our favour? If we're looking at community, I'm talking to black people, black history month and them things there. Why is anything going to change? What is, the, what is the incentive for the Labour Party to address some of the issues strongly, vehemently, that impact Af black African and black Caribbeans in the UK? Because no matter what they do or say, 80 to 90% of us will vote for them. So why will we be at the top of the agenda? Why? Why? What's the incentive? Why change? You don't have to. You don't flipping have to. You don't have to. I want... I want us to pay more attention to politics. I want us to, and voice and voice your displeasure. Like if you're not liking, okay, like oh, I'm in this. I'm in the constituency of I don't know, Tottenham. What has my MP really done for me? Like I'm seeing these things in Tottenham as regarding black people. Maybe be, um, maybe be knife crime, gang culture, lack of opportunities, um, lack of investment, or schools are underfunded, whatever issues may be, and you're thinking this is disproportionately affecting black people, voice that. Even the fact that you're tweeting that there's people that are watching your tweets. They politicians, you need to know what the streets are saying. So they're always watching. And this this although it's little and it takes little effort from yourself, it's also impactful. Um when I was on the panel with on with the Monica Lee show, shout out Mansa Cam, he was speaking of in his area that just going to council meetings, he's seen that, for example, like some, I think it was referenced Asian people in his community, they got a hell of shit done because they just bother to turn up to the meetings and ask, okay, cool, you got this budget going on, I want, we want it to go towards this. And boom, bam, done. If you don't put in, you don't get out. You don't get out. But this demonization of black conservatives is weak, it's lazy, it's boring. It's boring. Oh, when a black man gets a bit of money, da 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 it's dumb. It's dumb. And when you talk, and even let's even address this: Ah, uh, he first conservative, he's getting a bit of money. Okay, cool. 
So even though this is not my view, I could easily argue this view. Come on, try try be his argument. Okay, so person X, let's say black man and black woman, they start on a decent salary. Let's say it's fifty bags. Yeah, they got a partner that earns another decent salary. They have they have a family. They want to get a house. Yeah. They still have a life to maintain. They still have a family to feed and maintain. They need to do things in the best interest of themselves and the family. That's what you do as a father and as a mother. You have to do the best thing in the interest of your family. So that's of your partner as well as your children and your children's children. That is your role as a parent, period. Yeah? So if you're seeing, let's say, Conservative Party, if you vote, like, if they win, how they structure the taxes... On a monthly basis, you have more disposable income to either save, invest, or just treat, or just, or even just get to get by in certain instances. Or they have a political, uh, or they have a certain um, stance that enables you to get on a housing ladder. Why is that a bad thing? I don't understand. Why is that a bad thing? Why is that? That's not irrational. So what is this leaving people back? What does that mean? What does that mean? The economy is fucking hard. It's very hard. Don't get me wrong. If you look, if you take a real deep dive into the conservatives' uh, welfare policies, it's despicable. Some of the the backdoor cuts they're doing is leaving some people who really, really, really need assistance from society out on the lurch. I can never respect that. But at the same time, come on. What, what are you basing this on? Selfish. What is my vote? Who should, why should I vote for somebody else? It doesn't make sense. When, 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 when my family's going tits up, who, where are you lot? I don't get it. It's fucking stupid. Even like when you see like in the Americans in America, um, in, in America, Americans, especially the liberals, BuzzFeed FC and them man there, and their articles, and they'll be like, if black men didn't vote for Trump, like the black women, did shut up. The vast, the overwhelming majority of black men did not vote for Trump. One, yeah, <laughs> one. I think maybe like 10 to 13% voted for Trump. Max, I think it's even less actually than that. But let's say it's 13%. That still means 87% voted for Hillary Clinton. So that's 8 out of 10 people. So the overall majority. Pretty much 9 out of 10 people, should we say. Why do people be angry at black people voting for Trump? Because they see, they think Trump's racist. Accurate. Trump's sexist. Accurate. And they think he's some sort of anti-black fit. Do you know who Hillary Clinton is? Hillary Clinton called black men predator, super predators. You want the man to vote for something that refers to him as a super predator. Same way you don't want the man to vote for people who, for a man who said grab her and a pussy or all these other degrading things he has said. This is a woman who was influential in Bill Clinton's free strikes movement. When in the 1990s, the Democrats wanted to make sure they were 
they were thirty in the midterm elections and they wanted to be seen as tough on crime. So what did they do? Yeah, what's it? <laughs> a very, very easy W just sweep hella black people into jail. Germany families and lives that's ruined and how unjust and undemocratic and immoral the free strikes wall is. What? What what are we saying here? People don't understand that <laughs> even in, if you even in the previous like basic people just didn't fuck with Hillary Clinton, period. People, oh, like please, let's think before we speak, let's research before we speak. Yeah. <sighs> it's just frustrating. My, I don't want and if it was up to me, black Africans, black Caribbeans, black African Americans will not have any allegiance to any political party. We are there to be wooed, yeah? We are that girl on the dance floor, that baddie that everybody's trying to woo. Let's hear it. Well, what, what policies are you going to implement that's going to benefit us as a community? How are you going to do this? When? Where? With what? Prove it. The association with being a black conservative means that you're a coon is stupid. Don't get twisted. Like, I watched a documentary on, um, I think it was on Vice, black conservatives, and some of them, they seem that way. I cannot even lie to you, fam. But not everybody's going to be the same. It's a very massive... Black people are not a monolith. There's about, we, what, 3% of the UK population? In America, there's like 30 million black people. We don't all think the same. We have different, we have different backgrounds. We have different um, economic principles. We have different moral moral codes. We may be from different um, faith groups. Some of us may be um, atheists. Like different life experiences. Grow up in different areas. Why should all our views align? Because we have the same. Class? It's stupid. It's stupid. We don't. It's dumb. We don't expect <laughs> white people to all have the same view. It's so daft. And I'm just tired of, like... <sighs> and I understand, because with, with liberal thinking, it doesn't really lend um, directly to racial prejudice. But guess what? Reality does. Interstandard biology does. Like, these people are different. It's weird. Do you think, like, loads of places in the north of England are traditional Labour strongholds? Do you think <laughs> these areas where there's, like, no black people, you go there and you won't receive some form of racial abuse? Or, like, be treated differently because of the difference in your skin colour or your religion? Let's wake up. Let's wake up. Please, man, we need to stop doing this shit. It's, it's so jarring. Like... If somebody's a black conservative, instead of accusing them, demonising them, ask them why. Let them back their talk. Same way I ask people, why, why do you vote for Labour? Why, why is Jeremy Corbyn your dog? Same people, in the same way I ask, why did you vote for Boris Johnson? Like I was on the Knee Deep podcast, Shout Out Knee, Shout Out Knee and he had uh, somebody who worked for the Conservative Party, somebody who worked for the Labour Party, both black. 
So I asked him, like, yo, like, how do you feel like voting for Boris and that? Like, I'm not making an assumption. I don't know, brother. So let me let me ask him and see his views. Because you can ask five different people and they might give you five different views. Some people may not be as aware to some, some of the historical con- context. Some people may be more aware, like, please, let's stop this stop nonsense. And the most important message from this is our votes should not be direct debit to the Liberal parties. They should earn our votes. They should show that they are keen, willing and ready to do things that you believe are in the best interest of the black community. And even these things, like, what is the black community? Like, I have I have views on that. It's like, raw. there's black Africans, there's black Caribbeans, and, it, and even in those groups, you can break it down to individual nationalities. When you look at other ethnic minorities, their groups seem to be more concentrated. So you've got Pakistanis, you've got Bangladeshis, you've got Indians, you've got Polish, you've got Turkish, you've got Greek, you've got Koreans, you've got um, Chinese people. So you see these are one community, but with us, we have to be one big, massive community. And that might come with different views, so it's quite hard to um, be collaborative. But even still, what is in the best interest of the black community? Why do we just like to assume that it's all struggle? Don't get me wrong, we have a... On average, we may more be more likely to be working class, but doesn't necessarily mean that we're all in the struggle. I hate this association with black and struggle and poverty and sorrow. It's irritating. But yeah, please, I'll be interested to hear people's views on this. What's in the best interest of the black community? What type of policies do you want to see employed that will be in the best interest of the black community? Hit me up, hashtag thisonomics, or tweet me at underscore nomics. And let me know your views on this. I'm open for an honest and non-confrontational debate. Well, if you bring the smoke, I'll bring it back. Don't get twisted. But yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Peace. Podcast Network.